you guys. Happy KOTG Tuesday. Uh, All right. Yeah. I want to give I want to give a special shout out to Papa because he made the coolest hashtag. We're gonna have to maybe use this or steal this one. He says KOTG is hashtag greatest show on turf. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Show on turf. So thank you, Papa. The big statement. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, and we're trying. We're trying to have a good time and maybe spit spit some knowledge and, and learn a little something along the way. Right. Do what we can. But yeah, so uh hey guys, welcome. It's uh the 28th episode of Keep Off the Grass Live Cast. I'm Brian or Lontism, and we've got a special guest with us tonight. Oh, it's Mo Time. He won our um guest drawing last week so we're going to hear from him a little later in the show and find out who he is he's kind of new into the lawn care instagram game so we now we got a name to the face but uh before we actually get into the specifics of the show i see a lot of people are already thirsty let's so let's uh grab our glass yes and keep off the grass yeah now Nate gave us some sad news right before he got on. What was that, Nate? Yeah, I'm out of bush light. So I'll be honest. I I can't remember the last time that happened. It might have been like it might have been like high school. Honestly, like 13 or 14 years old, something like that. So if you turn on the water faucet, yeah, no tap water. The city turned off the water, and you're like, no. It's all on the lawn, making it look so green. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so if anybody's got an extra bush lights, send it Nate's way. He's, you don't have a beer at all? No. Well, no. I have those apple ones, but I don't want to drink that. So, Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I realized that like 10 minutes before the show, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, that whole like, <laughs> oh, no. The, the, yeah. the TikTok thing. The song going so, in here. We'll be good. We'll be good. We're All talking right, about spreaders, spreaders tonight, not bush light, boys. Yeah, we got a we got a fun episode for you guys this evening. But right. let's talk a little bit about our podcast listeners. So, for those of you that know that we're on live cast right now and live chatting, we uh, just quick introduction. We are keep off the grass live cast. So there's ten DIY lawn care enthusiasts who like to talk about all things relating to lawn care. These nuts. find us on our youtube so search up keep off the grass livecast you'll find all of our past shows on there as well uh we appreciate if you like and subscribe uh we're that channel's growing tremendously and quickly so we appreciate you guys have done that we also have an instagram page it's kind of where we hang out most of the time you can find us at keep.off.the.grass and then finally, head over to our website, kotg.live. That's where you'll find who we are, where we're from. Uh, we like to talk about our deck sizes over there, so you can check us out on that. Um, <laughs> and our previous live casts are there. So I we are talking about spreaders and sprayers. So let the Indoendos begin. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got a personal challenge that I'm not going to bust out laughing tonight. <laughs> Maybe luck. a few giggles, a few giggles. But, <laughs> but hey, let's let's uh, let's hear from Chris. Oh, it's Mo time. 
tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what your grass type is, your deck size, all that good stuff. All right. What's up, guys? Um, I'm from wherever's not going to get me hit. <laughs> um, I'm one of the northern guys. Cool season. Carver, Minnesota. Uh, small town just outside of Twin Cities. So uh, Midwest uh, all day, every day. Yep. Um, I'm running on about a 6,200 square foot lawn. Uh, moved in about, uh, we, we built here about, I think we're running on six years. Uh, front yard is kind of split in terms of grass seed and everything was planted as a, uh, <laughs> everything was planted as a, a Kentucky blue, sodded as Kentucky blue. Um, weeds were out of control first year right off the bat. Um, We've got one tree in our yard. We've got a ton of sun and a ton of wind. So we just get hammered. Um, but I, for the first, for the first time, uh, like last year, uh, seeded with perennial rye. Uh, we, we did, we finished our backyard, um, put a patio back there, uh, just a couple two years ago, I think it was. Um, and then just use that as an excuse to kind of semi renovate, uh, like half renovate, uh, the front yard, right? So overseeded, uh, so it's 50, 50 perennial rye, nice. sissy grass in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> the, ba- the back is, uh, it's all Kentucky blue, but it's heat stress about 20% of the time. So just gets pounded, <laughs> just gets pounded. So, um, what else yeah, did you, you, what you, else did you of, want to You got a lot of sun back there. Uh, backyard gets a lot of sun. So that the heat stress with the, with the Kentucky really sets in hard. Terrible fungus, like crazy. Uh, it's just getting pounded with disease right now. Um, yeah, it's it, not looking great, but I think we're all there, right? Uh, especially with the heat up here, it's been, yeah, yeah, up here, up here, just like everywhere else, it's been hot. It's been 94 today, 97 tomorrow. Got humidity up the wazoo, so it's uh tough to keep up, to be honest. But um, do you have uh, do you have irrigation? Yeah, yeah, in ground, in ground. Yep, yep. Nice. Doesn't feel like it's doing much though, right? <laughs> front yard's doing good. The front our house shades the front yard pretty well, to be honest. Um, so that that that's cooking right now. That's that's all systems go. The backyard is just getting does it uh run off city water or do you have a well or anything that you get the luxury of? Yeah, it's all city, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what's a what's a typical Minnesota growing season for you? Like when when's your season gonna end? Uh, it's, it, it depends. It's been getting later and later, uh, every year. Uh, it's, it's about, about the same as the rest of the Midwest ones. It's, um, it, it, well, actually that's probably not true. We're probably going into late September, mid October, and it's done by Halloween most years, kind of a coin flip of the year. So if you, so, we, so if you were going to overseed, would you be basically starting real soon? Yeah, it's coming up quick. Yeah. It's coming up quick. Cause what are you guys down in Iowa? Uh, closer to Labor Day. If we're gonna, that's generally speaking, that's kind of the the renovation weekend is Labor Day. Mark, yeah. would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I feel like most people August twenty fifth. The, the, the University of Iowa recommends here to to overseed like between August twenty fifth and September tenth. Almost every year, that's about what you aim for. Last year, that kind of sucked because it was like a hundred degrees. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right around that that time. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see, but yeah, usually it's right around Labor Day. Yeah, I mean, last year, if I recall correct, I mean, last year we got deep into the season, um, and then Halloween came and it was just freezing. Like it was October thirtieth, warm. October thirty first, freezing. 
Um, yeah, was, we had like some frost spells. I was waiting to waiting to cut after overseed, and then there was frost was coming. I was like, "Oh my god, is it is it, is it done?" I'm, I haven't even mowed yet. And then, <laughs> and then another another round of heat came. I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, calm down a little bit." But yeah, the weather can be crazy. Yeah, and then we're in garbage for six months of the winter, and come out sometime in <laughs> in April and hang out with the rest of you yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> So. You're probably cut off like a month on each side compared to us. I know. Isn't that nuts? We're only like three or four hours away from you guys. And it's, yeah. it's crazy what, what this, uh, what the difference is there. But it yeah. sounds, sounds kind right of similar to Utah. Cause we'll go at least last year. We went into right after Halloween. Halloween's kind of your last day to for, you know, get your spring fertilizer down. It was around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. And then November you're snowed and stuff. So. Hey, what part of throwing down fur in the snow? Yeah. <laughs> what part of Minnesota you're at? We're just outside of the Twin Cities. So Ranville, Wilmer? Uh no, we're 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 closer to the cities than those. Um we're we're 40 minutes southwest. So oh, okay, okay. yeah. So we there's the 494 694 border. We're just outside of that. Okay, I kind of know where you got it. Are you familiar? I, I used to live in Minnesota when I was younger. We used no to, kidding. Yeah, we used to work over there in the fields. All right. With my parents. Yeah. That was That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Is there... And now you're at the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got Mexico in his backyard, so, yeah. I was about to say, that's the smart move. <laughs> a little bit, little bit warmer down there. <laughs> Let's talk about spreaders and sprayers. You, oh. you, you spread it first and then you spray afterward. Is that how it works? God damn it. <laughs> Dang. That was bad. I know. I know. That's usually how it works. If you got a permagreen, you do it both at the same time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go home. <laughs> I kind of threw out the old question on my story. Not a lot of people say the. Um, Oh, what the hell is it? Like the EG60 or something? What's that called? Oh, uh, Echo one? one or something? Maybe that's what it is. It's this one that Sean has. Yeah, it's one? like RBM60 or something. Oh, the RBM60 from Echo? Yeah. yeah. So I've I've heard a lot of like extremes on that. I've heard some people love it. I've heard some people just hate it. it, it I've used it. Um, it's a love and hate kind of thing with that one. Um what I like about it is that it has the rubber tires, which is perfect, right? Yeah. So uh, the the weight is the weight you 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 take a lot of weight off your back because compared to the uh, plastic tires, um, and of course one thing I did hate about the RB60 is that the hopper. Uh, let's say you want to put down three pounds of product the the hopper is kind of like in a weird angle so you you can't really spread the full three pounds you have to add an extra pound to get the three pounds yeah, um, it's like residual left over pretty much yeah, oh, yeah. that's the only on the rb60 uh that i experienced other than that it's a great spreader for a diyer uh let's say something if you want to use it close to four or five thousand square feet it's a perfect 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 uh spreader i used to have like a tiny little uh still do <laughs> Got him! Got him! Oh, man. Spreader, I hardly know her. 
<laughs> hey, there's Sean. What's hey, up, brother? John has the RB60. Yes. So yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your RB60. I know it's a love and hate kind of thing. Yeah. So the RB60, in my experience of using it over the last two seasons, has a lot of pros and a lot of cons. And there's not there's not much middle ground uh, for this thing. It has its, its good points. Um, it has the edge guard, the pneumatic tires. A pretty low price point, only about a hundred and hundred and ten bucks. Um, it throws a really far distance, so you get a really nice pattern. Uh, but uh, the agitator on the thing stinks really, really bad, and it struggles at spreading large prill products, especially at like a lower rate, because uh, the product will kind of bridge over the. Um, the holes down into the down into the impeller yeah uh out of the hopper so um you know it 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 works really good for for small prill products so if you're throwing around small balls around the yard you'd be all right but uh you know if you got the big balls you got to watch out for uh for for the for the for the jamming yeah i know you just took a uh, awesome you got an awesome deal on a on a less cool spreader uh, it'll be a night, night and day difference, man, to be honest, like a complete uh, night and day difference, especially the the spread width of it. Uh, it's it's more than enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't know if you guys have, have talked yet about, you know, finding, you know, used equipment on like uh, Facebook Marketplace, but that's where I was able to score my uh, Lesco 80 pound stainless steel spreader. Uh, it needs a little work. The, the impeller. Uh, I need to put a new impeller on it, but the gearbox, the wheels, um, you know, it's all still solid, has the permagreen agitator in it. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big upgrade for that. Uh, so, you know, just cleaning it up, cleaning out the old grease, putting in new grease, um, putting a new impeller on it. That's like five bucks at site one. It, 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 it'll be really good. David, you mentioned the tire, David, you mentioned the tires were like a back saver. Do they really make that much of a difference? It does, man. It does. Um, especially when the lawn is not even and you're carrying a lot of weight. It, mm. it can be in the butt, man. It, it, it really can. Um, that's one of the reasons why I got my uh, my 80-pound hopper, uh, Lesco. And, man, it, it, it like I said, it's a night and day difference, especially I, I, I'm less tired. Uh, I, I use a, a lot of force because it's a, still a lot of uh, weight that I'm, that I'm pushing. But it's still, you know, it's way better than when using like, the, for example, like the RB60 or even a, uh, what's it called? The Scots, uh, the plastic with the plastic tires and all of that. Um, yeah, those, yeah, those are junk. Yeah. You ain't pushing that no tall fescue. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. You guys are yeah, hating have, on, uh, the, on the edge guard Scots. <laughs> I'll Don't second that, where man. It all started. I have a... Uh, a little handheld Scots, you know, and my yard's not too big. So, so the handheld Scots has worked really well for most everything that I've put down with, with a small residential yard, you know, the biggest, the biggest problem is just, uh, you know, refilling the thing, but you have a lot of accuracy if you're, as you're going around a small yard with little flower beds and stuff that that's worked pretty well. I found one of my coworkers for like five bucks. I got one of those Scots edge guards with the plastic wheels or whatever that, Oh, this would be great. Now I don't have to, walk around and, and hand twist the thing but the thing was it was i never yeah. use it because you have to have a real nice flat yard flat grass any kind of a hill a slope yeah uh, yeah i never use it so 
the for a small yard, I think those handheld ones are, are pretty good. I've only had experience with the Scots. I haven't had the electric one or the Spiker one. I don't know how how those all work, but um, for a small residential yard, the, the little handheld ones has worked pretty good for me. Because I want to talk about the different types of spreaders and, and uh, owning a handheld spreader it comes, you know, goes a long way. It's it's very practical. Um, I'm actually looking into upgrading my handheld spreader because I usually I have a little Scotch one. But uh, since right now I'm actually servicing several lawns that are back to back together close by. So I don't want to, you know, refill the, 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 the handheld spreader. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the of the solo four, I believe it's called the 421S. Uh, it actually carries a, a 50 pounds in front of you, and you carry like a backpack right in front of you on your chest, and you just you know spread it. And you actually get a width um uh when spreading the the, the fertilizer. Uh and you're able to adjust the like for example pearl sizes. Um usually when I I usually use a lot of green script fertilizers. Uh, so it, it, you get an even pattern, way better spread throughout the whole lawn. Uh, that I'm actually looking into uh, the, that one. Actually, it's a very good upgrade as well. Those are good for, for seeding too. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was curious what small spreaders you guys use, like the handheld ones, because um, obviously I'm not going to use it on my whole yard, but like when I have like a bare spot that I'm trying to seed, I prefer not to do it by hand, Nate. So I like to use, I, I, so I like to use like a handheld, uh, spreader, but I bought like this cheap one from Walmart and I mean, it sucks. It, is it uh, green and yellow? It, uh, what is it? Is it green and yellow? The yellow yeah. handle? Yeah. And like, yeah, it goes over your wrist. Oh no, don't do that. Uh, I got but, one uh, record. I got one green and yellow. But it, uh, like, I, I just prefer to do that. Even if I have like a little small circle just to, to do that. And like, I mean, this thing, like. I either got to like crank the shit out of it, like go, just keep going, <laughs> even with wide open, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, I was curious, like I'm looking for a real nice handheld one. I didn't know if you guys had any recommendations. So I, I got a question on the handheld one. Um, so I, I've got a Scott's Wiz I'm, and I'm just kind of curious just for discussion. So what would differentiate for you guys like to use a, the, a Scott, like for example, like a Scott's Mini? versus the whiz or like any other handheld spreader what kind of square footage would you use a handheld spreader on stick, stick to the whiz man <laughs> my size lawn i i actually use I, I mean i posted some pictures i've got a old scott's drop spreader it's pretty cool but for the most part i have a handheld spiker uh, i think golden has nice. got one too so um i had a scott's for the longest time down in arizona it like went under my wrist and held it, but I mean, quality wise, it, it just sounded like it was grinding all the time, trying to spin the wheel. And with this spiker, man, it's uh, it's good quality. I'm able to turn it, and uh, you know, no, no problem there. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be doing. Um, I'm, I'm 2,500 square feet. I wouldn't be doing um, 5,000, 4,000 square foot with a handheld. That's too much. Yeah, I think if you're if you're putting down something where you got to put a lot of product down, um, you know, the, the handheld would probably. I mean, I guess the Wiz that's battery powered, right? It doesn't that have yeah. like a little battery? Just so that so that may not be so bad. You just got to refill the thing a few times, depending on you know how much product and what your yard size is. I mean, my yard's pretty small. I, I think that maybe maybe similar to Brian, 2,500 square feet is what I've actually been treating and then taking care of basically it's my front yard and side yard. The handheld works, works pretty well. 
but I've been pretty simple with the products I put down. I pre-emergent, some Propeat, some Malorganite, you know, some Andersons, you know, it's all simple stuff um, where there's a, there's a lot of um, give if you overdo it or underdo it, you know, you don't have to be super accurate. <clears throat> I would want maybe something where I could judge it maybe a little bit better if I had a bigger yard or, or if I was putting down, you know, stuff where you want to be more accurate with, with what you're doing. Yeah. Like um, I, I haven't used fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. Some I haven't things. used the spiker one. I've heard good things, but my Scots one is some generic one I got from Home Depot a couple years ago when we first moved in, didn't think anything of it. And it's worked fine, you know, it gets the job done for what I've done. Which, in my yard which one are you using? Good. Is it the the DLX, the one that's the the size up or the or I wish I mini? knew. No, I think it, it might be the mini you I could literally it. take with one hand and like put it over your head. No, yeah, no. oh yeah. I mean, it's I'm tiny. talking about the rotary spreader. No, no, no. Oh, oh, the, the yeah, I have the yeah, mini. like what I think it's the mini edge guard oh, okay, mini right. is what I got. It's a, it, I don't like it. it. It's it's garbage. We have a hill, so if you're going back and forth, only only one wheel will actually spin the spin the thing. So you have to like make sure you're tipping it the right way if you're going across a hill. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't do any. I, I don't know. I don't like it at all. I got it for five bucks. Um, mm-hmm. I would never. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like I, it. I, that's actually going to yeah. be my next question: Is how many guys here like have? So I upgraded this year for me. I, I upgraded to the spiker, the the eighty pound spreader. Um, and I was just kind of curious what you guys, anybody here that's kind of upgraded. Cause I was a Scott's edge guard. I, I use the mini forever. Um, and I'm not as negative on that is, as sounds like some of you guys are like in the chat and stuff. I actually like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of get what you pay for. It's what, like 35 bucks. Um, so I'm just kind of curious what you guys think. Cause like, I know my Scott's, um, I mean, that's, that comes with like a $350 price tag. So it's the equivalent of like 10 of those Scott's minis, um, have you guys upgraded? What have you got? Have you liked it? What have you felt like is the biggest difference with it? it it's a definitely a, a, a very good. Um, if, if you're barely starting and you want to get, you know, want to get the feel of of, of of fertilizing a lawn, the mini gets, you know, gets the gets the job done. But once you start realizing that, you know, it's you're not getting a, a, a fairly good spread uh, depending on the fertilizer fertilizer that you're using, then you know. You kind of like grow, grow, up, grow up, and you know you want to upgrade. Uh, but I think yeah. everybody has to start with something, and and you know the, for a lot, a lot of people, the 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 Card Mini was one of them. Um, I I think thirty five bucks is too expensive. I would go as much as twenty bucks for that spreader, but that's it. I would say five bucks. Five bucks is more than enough. <laughs> so, so along with spreaders i got one uh, i'll give away for free if anybody wants to come pick it up i hate <laughs> i will admit i did trash one two weeks ago so <laughs> was it cathartic did you feel really good about it too while you're doing <laughs> my wife was like why is your why is a spreader out at the, the driveway i was like yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you, biggest, you could probably chuck it pretty far <laughs> the, do you guys all have uh, broadcast spreaders or drop spreaders what's your what's your preference broadcast broadcast, yeah, broadcast. broadcast. what's better yeah. why is it better why would you use a drop spread like when when would that be beneficial i mean if you didn't have an edge guard feature or whatever right. i guess you know for for tight spots maybe but why would somebody want drop spreader unless you're at a golf course putting green or something? Keep it just really clean. Keep stuff out of the flower bed, stuff out of the uh, road. Yeah. Ways. That, that's what I see it a lot. A lot of people control prefer, prefer the drop yeah. spreaders because they don't want it in mulch beds and garden beds and out, you know, 
wherever else. So they try to control a little bit more with the drop, but it kind of seems that broadcast is the more popular, right? Everybody's got the broadcast. So you almost need that edge guard on there to keep stuff out of the garden beds and stuff. Well, I think the broadcast, you can seed and you can fertilize. I don't think that the uh, drop spreader is going to do much on uh, fertilize. Now, some of those little Scots are drop spreaders or drop. Yeah. I mean, mean, you can, it's just not really, I mean, it's it's not super efficient. It's not really ideal. (laughs) 700 laps back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) You you definitely have to be a little tighter on your line. So when you have a small yard, Hey, it's good, but when you got a big, yeah, if you want that domination line to be real precise, you know, because I I see those pictures and I'm like, Oh man, that looks so good. Mine's kind of like wavy. You kind of see that fades into the neighbor a little bit, but yeah, I mean, that, you see those horror horror pictures where like you, somebody snakes across your yard with some something nasty, and you can see where they went. Like that's got to be yeah. drop spreader, but I don't know. I think so many folks use the the, the broadcast spreaders nowadays. Yeah, that's that's rare, holding that cardboard along yeah. the edge. Yeah, 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 the cardboard edge guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cardboard so, I mean, with those like binder clips to clip it on the side. Yeah, of the, yeah. yeah. DIY. That was mine right. on my on my Earthway. I started with an Earthway. Um, they call it even spread, you know, the super basic with the plastic wheels. That's what I was going to say earlier too. You know, if you're looking to upgrade from, you know, something like a Scots, um, you know, you, yeah, there it is. Um, There you go. Yeah. That, that, that real basic red one, it was great. Um, but it had plastic wheels and that I think is the biggest upgrade you can do is to go from plastic to pneumatic tires, especially if you have something like only said fescue, uh, or, or a thicker, you know, thicker, taller lawn. The, it, there's a huge difference between pushing those spreaders with plastic wheels like a Scots or like the, that Earthway uh, mm-hmm. to, to pushing one with the pneumatic tires like the RB60 or the, the higher end, uh, you know, commercial grade spreaders like the Lesco or Spikers too. So, you know, if you're looking to upgrade, that's definitely the feature that, that I would look for first. So what kind of maintenance do you guys have to do on spreaders? So you guys rinse it out after you're done? I mean, what's what stuff you guys do? It, it depends on what you're spreading. Um, I know a lot of folks clean it up whenever they use like pre-emerges and stuff like that. But if you're using the same um, fertilizer, there's no need for to clean it up, especially on those broadcast spreaders. Now, uh, I'm glad you brought it up, Brian, because I want to start talking about, you know, we're talking about manual broadcast spreaders. And, you know, I, I want to talk about like, because uh, my dream is to buy a steel green and only owns a permagreen. So, you know, what, what type of benefit do you have only other than, of course, you're writing and spreading and spraying and spreading at the same time? What are your thoughts on that, brother? You don't get tired. You start out push spreading. You start out good and strong. And if you got a decent sized yard, by the time you get to the end, your rate's going to change. You know, yeah. if you're a fat boy like me and, and had a couple of Coronas, you're definitely going to slow down. <laughs> But the, the good thing about something that's motorized, it's going to say that stay the same speed. So, and it don't get tired. Yeah, I want to go back yeah. real quick to uh, the edge guard talk. So, I mean, is the edge guard a necessity when you're buying a sprayer? Or, I mean, a spreader? Um, do you have to have an edge guard? Is that what you're looking for? If you want your coverage to be the same from the edge all the way across the yard, yes. Because when you're in the middle of the yard, you're you're overlapping. Yeah. If you try to edge with a spreader that doesn't have an edge guard, or you're, that that outside edge is going to get shitted. It's not going to get the same coverage. Mm. So yeah, that's so why you buy your Lesco, and it comes with an edge guard. 
Yeah. Especially if you live somewhere like a subdivision or have a road nearby, it'll keep the product off the road too, which, mm-hmm. you know, might not, might not seem like a big deal, but, you know, keeping, keeping your granulars off the road, uh, keeping them, getting them off the sidewalk, sweeping them, blowing the product back off your sidewalk, back off your driveway. You know, that's a big factor in keeping, you know, excess chemicals and products and nutrients out of, you know, your local, your local Waterways. watersheds. Yeah. So, you know, not, not to be like, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Eco green, but you know, that's a big deal to, to keep you, keep that oh, stuff out of the, out of the watershed. And not only the that, but the driveway. The, yeah. The, the iron and all of that, the staining, it, it goes a long way, man. Uh, I'm definitely with you, Sean, cause there's a lot of um, turf management companies, fertilizing companies that don't even take the time to blow out the, the freaking, uh, uh, granules off of the driveway or, or sidewalk, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, or, or or broadcast spreading into your neighbor's yard like mine. So going back to what Oli said, I you know with the with one that doesn't necessarily have a edge guard, right? Because that's that's where I started. I just put it in a lower setting and just did a crap ton of back and forth, right? North, south, east, west, a bunch. My neighbors thought I was crazy. I was out there for an hour longer than I needed to be, but it was an even spread <laughs> that way, right? So there, there's ways around it, but. Basketball. Yeah, that's true. And, and, no. Hey, so Chris, what are you, what are, um, maybe I missed it, but what do you have for a spreader? Oh, just the Scott's Edgeguard Mini. Yeah. Plastic okay. wheels. I, feel, that I mean, sucks it, on that's the, the OG of spreaders. <laughs> oh, sorry, right? man. I don't, I didn't mean to shit on your spreader. Oh, <laughs> no, dude, I mean, my spreader sucks. Worse, <laughs> but um, yeah, my wife's probably watching upstairs and like hearing this and she's like, crap, we're going to have to go spend like 800. We're going to have to get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Got bad news. 800 for good. Yeah, you know, actually, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens when we right. all get together. When's, yeah. when's, your, when's your birthday? In two days. Yeah. Ooh, oh wow! Ho, ho. It's destiny. Nice <laughs> happy man. Birthday, my man. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Hey, you want to cool. drop? You want to drop your wife's uh, Instagram? Uh, <laughs> Whoa! I bet we could have probably fifty people send her a message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple hundred. <laughs> so th- this thing was created like a week ago, and I finally got her blessing on this whole thing. So she's all <laughs> in. She's sharing. Hey, we're we're rolling now. So. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Start googling spiders on her phone so she can get the ad. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may be interested in this. Hey, Zach, I want to hear. I want to hear what, what your thoughts are on that uh, that Anderson's Lawn Star or Yard Star yeah. spreader because I've seen seen you have that bad boy. You got some pretty good square feet. How do you like that 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 spreader? Yeah, it spreads a good ten foot. I mean, that's all I use on my acre. But Oli's right. Yeah. I mean, you know. If it's uneven, it's because of my fault because either, you know, yeah. I'm getting tired or had a few too many drinks. <laughs> so if, if I feel like I'm getting tired, I may just like leave my spreader right where it is nah. on that pass. I, I'll go chill in the garage All for a day. minute and I'll come back, <laughs> you know, just so I'm just so I'm fresh. Um, oh, but awesome. uh, um, the edge guard, though, that, so it doesn't have an edge guard, but w- what it does is so it has three holes um, that shoot out the um, fertilizer. Um, and it, it doesn't have an edge guard. However, it has a option where it shuts off about one and a half of the holes. So you're only, you know, you're only really shooting out. It's kind of like an edge guard, but it's only shooting out. It changes the, the pattern. It yeah. Changes it changes the, the, it changes the pattern. So, um, so I, I utilize that, but, um, yeah, I like it. I mean, going from a Scott's like I, I push this whole property with a, 
you know, the higher Scott's edge guard um, before this. And then when I used that, I mean, it was like a Cadillac. I mean, I was just like smooth. It was like, holy crap, I could, I'm just going to like start doing all my apps in one night. <laughs> like, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, it was major difference. I mean, it's real nice. fat, real fat rubber tires, yeah. you know, normally not a fan of rubber, but uh, <laughs> I, I love them on my spreader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that, 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 that's impressive uh, muscle control to be able to uh, close and open your, and control your holes like that. That's, that's <laughs> really, no, that's what? true. And that's what the problem I would have with the Scots. It was like, you know, if I was spreading like, uh, you know, like a thick, um, organic, you know, or a, uh, like a Rocky yeah, type yeah. fertilizer. I mean, I think would like be clogging up and I'd be just like clicking that thing. Trying to get it to close. Drinking more water usually helps with stones, that. man. Stones. Stones. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there was a few times I was like halfway through and I was with the Scots and, you know, I got half my property done and then I still have, you know, some left in the spreader and I can't get the damn thing to open. And like, I just wanted yeah. to throw that mother. And uh, when I got this, it was just like, yeah, I haven't had any issues and I've like beat the crap out of it. I probably haven't taken the best care of it as far as like cleaning it every time. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't had like one issue with it. So yeah, I really like it. Nice. I would like a uh, permagreen though, like uh, Oli or, uh, you know, I'm looking at some uh, pull behind spreaders. They got them on marketplace. You can find a good used one. The, the only reason I'm scared to use a pull behind spreader is I I don't know if I could get it accurate. I don't know if I could like do an accurate application with just pulling it behind like my tractor. Um, mm. As far as like turning around, um, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not confident with it. But I really I, I'd like to do that. Yeah, spread that full sixty, right? Mm. You want to know what I really want? That's way out of all of our budgets is that eco lawn thing. I, I, well, the top I don't know dresser. what that is. That's the top dresser. It's a top dresser. Oh, oh. oh man. Yeah. I've seen the those, big blue those, thing. Like, TikToks, man. That thing oh. looks badass. <laughs> it's just like, just slanging it. That's demonic. Yeah. Get that's the yard done in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh man. That's on Oli's wish list for the next. Uh, <laughs> I sold mine. Why, bro? Dude. There's there's no need in having it once I learned about like earthworks and those kind oh, of fertilizers yeah. that you can basically top dress with. You know, the top dresser is good for sand. It's good for mm, compost. Yeah. And um, I had an Eco 150 and I ended up selling it. Did you? It's not for, it's not for fertilizer. Yeah. Uh, no, it's more for like if you're going to spread sand and top dress and level, low cut yeah. turf. Yeah. Or it is for if you're going to uh, top dress with compost, yeah. it's it's what, idea yeah. for that. Uh, it's got a belt image? driven in the bottom, spinners out out front. What's the MSRP on those? They start about six thousand. Six thousand oh, pocket change. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> pocket yeah. change. Well, yeah. you're saving money on all those thirty-five dollar spreaders, so that fifteen dollars adds up, David. <laughs> All right. So what, so guys, what do they say? Buy, buy once, cry once, right? <laughs> we're, we're about halfway through, so let's let's switch over to sprayers now. What kind of sprayers you guys working with? We got a giveaway. Bird squirt. Um, I know Oli had some hidden one. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you want to do, Oli? 
Um, I was trying to find a picture or something. Let's see here. Let's give this right here away. So what is that? This is this is a this is a molasses, and um, you make enfolvic acid acid mixed. So from Texas. Yes, right of Texas. Yep. And I guess they can just put microlife. You know, if we got enough lights, if anybody needs to hit the like button or whatever before y'all go, but. Let's give away one of those. All right. It looks like we're at 32 right now. Who do you want us to go to, Oli? How many likes? I mean, 53 people. 52 viewing. Several of them is us. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever the math difference is, spread it. Spread it. All right, guys. So let's get some more likes, and we can probably get up to forty because last time we yeah, called them out, we jumped up past forty. So once we get forty uh, likes, then uh, we will do the giveaway. We'll start taking names. Hashtag micro life. Micro life. So like it, and then start hashtagging, guys. All right. Just the. But Tip. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? What was that? <laughs> All right, so we hit 40 likes already. See how fast that was? All right, guys. So hashtag micro life for Oli's giveaway. I'll collect the names and we'll do a spin for it. Um, but we'll talk about let's talk about spreaders now while we're doing that. Sprayers. I'm oh, sorry, sprayers. We're on spray and pray. Pretty squirts. I dipped my toes into sprayers this year. Petra uh, sent me their whatever, 4,000, something or other. And that thing is pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I don't have a lot of reference, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. Last year, I bought one of those little handheld pump ones and from Home Depot so I could spray some, spray some stuff to kill off my nuts edge I get every year. And, what? Eh, you know, my, my uh, <clears throat> all those nuts edge um but uh, and, and that worked fine. But if you're working with any anything, any big big yard, or you want to put down some real liquids, uh, you know, the, getting the battery powered sprayer has been awesome. I've used it a couple times, and it's awesome. You know, I don't have a lot of reference of other stuff, but um, I'm excited to continue working on the liquids and, and all that kind of stuff um, with this new place that we're at now. You know, spraying some chlorac and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it it opens up a whole new the window of, of stuff you can do out out in the yard um, and i'm looking forward to it so i'm pretty happy i've used it twice it worked great i got the t-jets that sean recommended those things are crushing it man i mean they made a big difference the nice even spread um so i'm pretty happy with that so far but i don't have a lot of experience uh, that's all about all i got on sprayers yeah can i just say one thing just like really quickly before we get into this again um i just want to make sure people understand um we're not crapping on like all equipment here so uh, I feel like with both sprayers and spreaders, uh, you can get by like the the Scotts Mini. Like, I mean, that, I mean, I use that literally. I still to this day use my, I have two of them. I just retired one of them because um, the wheels broke, natu- you know, as they do. Uh, but I still use it. Like when I'm going to do like a small application, honestly, I still use it over my spiker. Like it's just easier. And, and if I'm just going to do like a parkway um or something and and kind of the same thing like i just did an application of sedgehammer recently i just on a really small portion of a parkway 
I just put it in a Scott's hand pump can. You know, you can get it for like 16 bucks at Home Depot. So you don't need to have all this equipment. I feel like it's just kind of like anything. Like, you know, you can you can still drive a car, you know, that's like a 15-year-old Honda Civic. I mean, might not be as good as a 2022, you know, Beamer, but like you don't need this stuff. I mean, it's like luxury stuff, right? I mean, I feel like I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Like you don't have to drop $500 on, on, a, on a sprayer in order to have a good lawn. Use it for your benefit. Um, uh, if, if you know you don't want to spend over fifty bucks, the mini, like I said before, it gets the job done. Uh, we're not talking bad stuff about the uh, lower end, pro- lower end uh, uh, spreaders or sprayers. We're just talking by experience, so n- nobody get offended or anything like that. Please, guys. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. Some people use them Scott spreaders for years. I mean, yeah. I, um, oh yeah, and then they and they still last. But I mean. You know, when, when you're working with higher square footage, it gets a lot more wear and tear and it goes, you know, it goes south quicker. I mean, depending on, you know, maybe I didn't take the best care of mine. I probably didn't. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, a lot of people get by with for, for years with Scott's like just the basic plastic wheels, plastic spreader. There's nothing wrong with that. Mark's right. Yeah. And I, and that's, I just want to make sure like, you know, we're clear on that. I mean, I, I repped a, a used $250 Toro recycler for, I mean, for a long time. I mean, you know, I've upgraded now, just like I've upgraded my spreader and my sprayers have become like more and more into it. But I mean, unless you have like, you know, a huge, I mean, if you have a huge property, you're not going to be out there with a hand sprayer, like pumping, (laughs) you know, let's be honest about that. But you know, if you have a typical suburban lot, that's like a quarter acre or less, I mean, that, you know, depending on what you want to put down, I mean, you you can get by with a $20 hand pump. I mean, you can, it's going to be a lot of work, but you can still do it. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, like, it's like any uh, hobby, right? You got people that are like gearheads and like equipment heads, right? And and I enjoy that part of this hobby, you know, building the spray gun and messing around with the T-jet tips on my sprayer, uh, you know, trying different spreaders. You know, I, I enjoy that, but, you know, it's definitely not, like you said, Mark, it's not a requirement to, to yeah. have the, the best of the best or, you know, to build a sprayer gun from scratch. You know, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. Just, you know, find what works for you. And, yeah. and that's, that's what works for you. Right? For me personally, like on the sprayer. So like I, I recently, I spent the money to get a, a flow zone sprayer that I think it's like the typhoon two, which is about, I think it's about 300 bucks. Um, and that took me a long time to justify buying, but there are certain sure. things like certain herbicides and stuff that like, I will not put in there. Cause I'm just like, I think somebody just put it in the chat. So like, if I'm going to spray something like glyphosate or like something that I'm just so worried is going to hit something, you know, like I just, I literally will still put it in that $20 Scott's. I got two of them in my garage. I put Sedgehammer in there. I put glyphosate in there. Like I just don't mess with my flow zone with stuff like that. So I still think there's use, even if you do have a more expensive stuff, like to keep them around. Yeah. I actually still use my, my one gallon pump sprayer. I use it all the time. Um, I actually have them labeled just for Gly or I have a label for, uh, sedgehammer or whatever i rarely use my um my uh, electric electric sprayer for herbicides very very rare but i'm starting to use a two gallon uh, uh sprayer that that i got from petra uh, moving up very little you know i'm upgrading little by little when i bought a thing of roundup you know it came with a sprayer like it was a sprayer of roundup that i got from home depot or lowe's or something and I, I still use that. I just refill it with, uh, you know, fresh glyphosate or kills all and, uh, and a little surfactant and some, uh, ammonium sulfate 
and make a little bit of like a little nuclear kind of spray, but um, you know, that, that sprayer still works. And, and it was the, the one that came with the, the roundup in it. So, you know, you could definitely reuse, um, the, the little stuff works, works just fine. And that's a good point too, about having the separate, separate sprayer for the non-selective products like uh, glyphosate, things like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to go yeah. off on a tangent there. I just, especially for people like that potentially listen on the podcast, yeah. I don't want people to think like, you know, um, you have to invest all, you know, like you can still get by. Um, we're just sharing like what we like to use or we've learned and stuff. So $3 Walmart. Actually. Yeah. That's the exact same one I got. I know what you're saying by the wrist thing now. Yeah. You put your um, hand Yeah. Three bucks at Walmart. The like, only thing I'm saying is, is like, uh, a lot of people in here, they're long on freaks like us, you know, they're trying to take our, their lawn to the next level. And I mean, I just couldn't believe how, how much, like, it was like, damn, this is like nice. Like, I mean, I was just trying to make a point of saying, like, if, if you really, oh, if you yeah. really invested in your lawn, like, yeah, I mean, so, what do you, so Zach, what do you have as far as a sprayer? Yeah. I, I used a field King for three, four years. Um, it actually, it, um, uh, the motor kind of burnt out. Um, and, uh, I actually, I reached out to Sean cause I, I seen him, uh, when, when it burned out, I, I reached out to Sean and actually it prevented me from a lot of applications from liquid this year because I didn't have a sprayer for a few months. So, so everywhere I looked, I was actually going to get that same sprayer Sean had. Um, and it was, it was either sold out or it was going to be like three weeks till I got it. So, um, I wanted it pretty quick. Um, and I was looking around at reviews and I ended up going with the sprayers plus, um, four gallon, uh, sprayer. Um, has, bro. and it, uh, yeah, that I'm has. still getting used to it. I, I haven't used it enough to really say a full review on it, but you know, I'm happy with it so far. Yeah. I want that. That's it. Yeah. And, and the, the, the kind of the insider secret is a lot of the sprayers are just white labeled products coming from, you know, overseas equipment manufacturers that just have a different company, company label yeah. on it. The, 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 the flow zones and the, you know, the spray mates and the Petras, yeah. you know, they're, they're all, they're all come from the same factory. Yeah, over, it's like overseas. the Beats headphones. <laughs> right. Is that the factory in Wuhan, China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I don't want to shit on anything. You know, I'm I'm not meaning to do that earlier. You know, I think every tool has its place for sure, especially if you want to do if you're doing small applications, small spot spraying, all that kind of stuff. So she said um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it clean. Anyway, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, man. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, did we pick a lawn of the week this week? We picked one, we just haven't announced it yet. Oh, uh, let's wait that, was a, that, was a, that was a tough one, definitely. Uh, the, uh, keep uh, off the grass, lawn of the week, sponsored by Pro P Fertilizers. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen the the winner that we're talking that we all know who it's going to be. I haven't seen him in the chat tonight. Yeah, I haven't seen know, him dude, what's he doing? So maybe He's got newborn baby. newborns or something? I guess little babies. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Oh, it just. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we uh, pick a one, two, three. You have to be in the chat now. Oh man! <laughs> no. no. Hey, hey guys. So it's kind of like a broken record every single week. It's just gets harder and harder. We got a good five or six bunch of you guys that keep pumping out some amazing lawns right now. Warm seasons going great. Cool seasons. 
some of you guys are hanging in there through the heat and so it's looking great but this week uh we decided and it came down to he had a really cool video too i like that had something to do with middle mowing <laughs> but this week we chose rooted lawn co it's that chevron pattern yeah <laughs> keep them uh, straight right nate exactly that's just that's a whole bunch of little straight lines <laughs> yeah, i saw i saw better. that earlier this week and my jaw hit the damn floor i was like dang that top picture is just fire but yeah. contrast you guys don't know so good rooted did a uh, middle mowing uh midwest started this hashtag middle mowing thing and he did a video that kind of got caught on fire throughout the community and uh you guys should go check it out check out his reel of him doing uh, his mowing. there's a spin and a lawnmower riding, ride and all that riding kind of along stuff. on that thing that was awesome <laughs> uh, that vince was is in the chat he's in the chat guys okay all right. time. Good, he, good, good. he likes his chevron pattern he says <laughs> he says his wife thinks it's cute uh, it's well, like that farmhouse spins. design right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those are my words not his so but yeah no awesome 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 stripes yeah. dude nice job yeah. and a uh awesome. a kotg uh guest alumni too right yep. yeah 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 so chris you have something to look forward to it seems like everybody that's been a guest on us wins something later down the road so just gotta start doing like circle patterns or something like that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Oli does did the bullseyes. Hear, did so. we hear from Chris on what Ooh. what sprayer uh, you got? What's that? What sprayer uh, you use? Oh, uh, it's the Field King. Oh, you you use the Field King too? Okay, all it's, right. Uh, four four gallon uh, hand pump. Uh, I get my left arm's got to keep up with my right, so it's the <laughs> four gallon guy. Do you that's a, that's uh, do you have the? One. Do you have the constant flow uh, check valve on it? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it gets the job done. Um, it, it, then to be completely honest and transparent, this is the first year I've been messing around with liquids. Um, and it's it, the learning curve on taking the plunge into that has been absolutely insane. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, like I, There's been uh, numerous times, this even just this year, that I've just completely messed up. Um, luckily there wasn't a ton of nitrogen in there. Right. But, um, you know, I think with liquids, I think the biggest learning experience for me was, uh, just understanding how to calculate the, the, the rates and, and calibration of, of understanding how much is actually going out per 1000 and, uh, per gallon and how much time it takes, what your pace needs to be. You know, all of that is insane. Um, so that, that took about two months. And so what, mid mid june right so it's been about a month of like i feel like i got it um yeah it's getting the job done though so so that's actually i don't want to get too off topic but that's i think that's a good question i'm curious to hear from the chat and from you guys so when you take a a a product i don't care if it's like a simple lawn solutions or if it's feature or it's you know it's some other you know uh product that's going to be mixed into are you guys using again are you using like the, you know, like the hydrotain, like the quart sprayer, like the simple lawn solution sprayer, like that built in or using an ortho dial, or are you actually putting it in a backpack sprayer? You asking me? Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I still I do in, all this. I do all those things still. Yeah. All the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you calculate? How do you calculate it? 
So yeah, so I like one that I like, you know, so feature that's newer to me. So something like feature, how yeah. are you applying feature? So I think about what the product is and what I want to get out of it. And I know feature, you know, as a liquid iron product, you get the best results with a foliar application. So that means I'm going to be using my backpack sprayer with a foliar spray tip on it. So that way the product gets on the leaf, dries on the leaf, gets absorbed into the plant tissue, uh, and then darkens up, darkens up the plant. Uh, if it's a, a high volume product, like a soil product, uh, you know, I'll think about uh, using my air induction tip on my backpack sprayer uh, or uh, my ortho uh, dial and spray uh, to get the product down into, down into the soil, especially if for the dial and spray, if the kind of the water volume itself doesn't matter as much as, uh, you know, just getting the product kind of into the, into the soil. So I'm using my backpack sprayer more and more, but I still bust out the dial and spray uh, every once in a while too. So, so you're looking at it more as a foliar application versus a soil drench, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. Right. That, that's that's my biggest um, that's my biggest factor that I think about. And and you know when I'm mixing, when I'm doing tank mixes of products too, you know you, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to apply you know a soil product like uh, humic acid with a foliar product like feature or like a, you know, something like that, because, you know, they, they, they work on the plant in different ways. So, um, you know, that, that's something I think about too. And then also if I'm doing them in sequence, right, I'll do the soil product first, switch out the tip, switch out the product and do the foliar application second. So that way the foliar application doesn't get rinsed off. If I do the foliar first and the soil second. So, um, you know, you always, always got to think about that, but that, that's what I, that's what I primarily think about when I'm, when I'm mixing up stuff and fi- thinking about what equipment I'm going to be using to spray. Mark, on most of your backpack sprayers or your pump sprayers, generally out of the box, they're regulated to, um, what is it? Four gallons to a thousand square feet, I believe. One, one gallon per one. thousand. Okay. Yeah. So one gallon to a thousand. Yeah. So you can do 4,000 with a backpack sprayer. So you can't do anything real hot or anything high in, in nitrogen because you'll burn up. You don't have enough carrier. So that's one thing to think about backpack sprayers or pump sprayers, or even hand cans. Um, you don't have a whole lot of carrier. That's the reason the hose in sprayers from uh, simple on solutions are pretty cool. Cause you're applying water with that product. You have a carrier, you know, like a, almost like a professional skid sprayer. You know, most of them put out two gallons to the thousand. So you have a big carrier, you know, you get a foliar feed, soil drench type deal at once and you can run some in without burning stuff up. Most people who backpack have irrigation. So they'll backpack a certain product and then they'll turn irrigation on for a couple minutes to, you know, help uh, have a little more water. I think that's the setup part for me when I started, right? Is just understanding the difference between those two. It took me two weeks tough to fully understand that in terms of yeah. what the actual difference was. Yeah. Also, what a yeah. lot of people don't know about backpack sprayers is yes, people think it's a one gallon per one thousand square feet, right? So you have a four gallon backpack sprayer, but let's say you have a eight thousand square square feet lawn. People think they have to refill the backpack sprayer twice to get the other 4,000. That's, you don't have to do that. You can actually change the nozzle 
to get a lower lower volume and and if you have um, a P, like if you're able to uh, to adjust the the psi you can actually go lower and treat the full 8000 square feet with a 4 gallon pack a backpack sprayer not not not, not a lot of people know that just by the tip, yeah you can't you can if you're messing around with your tips like that but uh yeah. you know you got you got yeah. that that's what like Oli said too some products specify an amount of carrier that the product needs uh yeah. and you can you can risk uh burning burning your grass too if you go with a hot a hot mix if you go with a lower volume of carrier with a higher concentration a higher density of of product um over the same area so you, this, you, you, you can yeah you can definitely do that he's got to be careful and, and I'd, I'd hate to see somebody out there burn their lawn the, in the longer in the diy longer community there's a lot of blanket spraying blanket spraying but like if you're go, like for example your your spot spraying that that's more than enough you know what i'm saying um uh but yes a lot of people get taught by using one gallon for every 1000 square feet but you know yeah, I guess yeah. I see a different. Yeah, um, and you, you got to calibrate too. So, you know, out, out of the box, you know, it's like one gallon per thousand square feet. But, you know, my backpack sprayer has a low and high pressure. So, you know, find a, a thousand square foot area, like your driveway or part of your lawn, and just fill your backpack sprayer up with water. Spray over the area with, you know, the tip and whatever pressure you're, you you want to use. And then after you spray that thousand square feet, see how much water you used, right? And do that three, four, five times and average it out. And that'll show you at your pace with your equipment, how much carrier volume you're using to spray every thousand square feet. So that way you can use that as your basis for, for mixing up your, your tanks and, and, and products. That's the easiest way I've found to calibrate a sprayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, are there any backpack sprayers out there that have an agitator like inside the tank to keep things so it doesn't settle out? There's one, and it the uh, what's it called? It's uh it's like orange and blue. Joe, actually, hey, speaking of that one, I know I, I don't know about the agitator in that, but that one I believe has a metrodome, and when you walk, it's clicking, click, 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 and it's like showing you how fast to walk as you're walking. Um, which I think that's interesting because, you know, yeah, yeah that, that's cool. that, that uh, keeps, you know, that keeps you on pace with your steps. Yeah. But I don't know about the agitator in that. Um, yeah. I just circulate a little bit when I mix it up. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I have my paint will mixer on my drill to mix up the solution and then I'll prime the pump and, and agitate through and just spray, spray back, back into, it. into the, into the mm-hmm. backpack sprayer tank to circulate yeah. the, the, the liquid that way a little bit. You don't, back, you don't do back, like I mean, a, little, a little dance. Spray, yeah. 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 You little, you little shimmy. I, I do that when I'm low on, you know, see how, <laughs> yeah. see how much <laughs> I got left. Right. That's yeah. what I, was gonna say. <laughs> I used the backpack for, a you know, I used to use a hand spray pump for the longest time. And then I went to this backpack for the first time. And I just noticed how when I'm walking, it's just like sloshing all around and mixing all up and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. the neighbors were kind of thinking like, why is he, why is he walking all like duck? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, yeah, where do you, as you do it more and more too, you'll start to feel the weight on your back and know kind of how your equipment works and how your yard, you know, how you walk around your yard and you'll be able to feel, you know, how much you have left versus how much you've used, how far you are along. So 
you know, as, as you do it more and more and more, you know, you, you, it, it, you could do it by, by feel a lot too, by that feel. So I had a question or I thought about <laughs> when you guys fill those, that four gallon tank up and you got to like put that thing on, where do you guys put it or how do you get it set up so you can kind of slide in there and, and get it the straps on? What do you guys do? I got that? a flat bed pickup. I set it well, on the pickup. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Yo, tailgate. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. Yeah. yeah just I got to get a pickup really truck loud. then. Yeah. See? Yeah. It all adds up. <laughs> yeah. Truck now. So, Straps so are nice and tight. <laughs> yeah. Lush, I know you've hit on this before, but uh, what about cold water versus hot water when you're mixing whatever you're going to spray? Is there a uh, is there an importance of it? Is there a have to? It depends on what you're spraying. Like you mean, like uh, like for example, like pH, or you mean just holding cold and colder or, or cold or hot? hot, hot or cold? Like let's say you're going to throw some iron down. Can you uh, do something? something let's just say anything. Well, if you, you got water soluble powder then use some warm water. Yeah. So my question is, is if you use cold, can you, can that, can something not happen as far as like, you know, can you not dilute it? Can it um, not activate? You can pre-mix it. For example, get a, get a, a, a a little jug and put enough hot water, put your solution ready to dissolve and then go ahead and fill up your, your backpack sprayer. It does not have to be a, a hot or cold because the, the mix is already, you know, uh, the, the solution is already mixed. Yeah. And, and, and Nate, I think what your question is kind of getting at is, you know, dissolving a powder or another liquid inside of a liquid, you know, that's mostly like a physical change. So, you know, when you have like, think about like your hot tea versus iced tea, right? Which one's easier to dissolve sugar in hot tea? So that's, that's easier to mix up solutions with, with hot water just because they dissolve a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, a, a huge factor of mixing up solutions is actually the chemistry of your water. Mm -hmm. yep. So knowing if you have hard water, knowing what your pH of your water is, you know, most solutions, most tank mixes want to, especially for like fertilizers, herbicides, things like that, you know, they want to be a little acidic. So you got to kind of adjust especially if you have hard water too, right? Yes, sir. The, the chemical can mix with the carbonates or, you know, whatever is in your water that makes it hard that can affect the chemistry of the mix and actually like drop things out of solution or create clumps yep. that shouldn't be there. Uh, so, you know, the easiest thing to do is to adjust the pH of your water, add an acid to your, like fill up your backpack spray with water add a little bit of citric acid or something like that to the tank, mix it up and that'll neutralize the acid and neutralize the, the water hardness and then add your product into that and then mix it up that way too. Wouldn't you want to get your water to neutral pH before you would, I mean, if you're going to go that detailed and yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what I mean. So fill your, fill your, fill your backpack spray up with water, up with mm -hmm. the water amount, right. Yep. Then add the citric acid. To neutralize, if, the, to neutralize the pH and neutralize the hardness and then add the product in and then mix it up. Yep. So a point in a, something, if you read the label, mm. it'll tell you what pH a lot of stuff wants to be mixed in. Yep, yep. exactly. And, it, yep. and exactly. I'm as hard-headed as a rock. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's the reason every once in a while I'll go back and just, I print the labels off on a piece of notebook paper, like a big sheet of paper. 
and um, sit down and read them again, even when I'm not using them. And I just keep picking up more and more information and seeing things. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm a hands-on, I'm illiterate as far as reading and writing and I have a hard time. No <laughs> I don't know what I found as helpful <laughs> that I just thought of like three weeks ago is I, once you calculate what you need and, and as it matches up with your schedule is just take the label off and write it on the bottle of what you're going to put on and when. I, I date every bottle I buy and I yeah. write the application rate on every bottle. I was going to say, now you're speaking all these language here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so see, you know, like the times that I get to spray is before everybody gets up or before mm-hmm. I go to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I go out there and I'm jumping on it. I don't, I don't want to sit down and read that label again. I want to go ahead and just have my math wrote on the bottle and just go with it. But yeah, yeah that's, that's where you, smart. That's where all you write those weird K's, that backwards K that one time on that video. <laughs> yeah, I was that was peer pressure, man. That was the that was video pressure. I screw no, up he, more and, and stutter more when I get the camera out than any of the dub above the dub. Say he threw he threw a strikeout while while the hitter was just looking. That's what the yeah. backward K was for. But hey, I pulled it off though, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point though. I mean, I think a lot of us do that is once you spend 30 minutes figuring out what the ratio is, yeah, then you just write down, okay, you know, two ounces per gallon or whatever it may be. And that way you have a quick reference. I think that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, have, you guys, yeah. have you guys broken down for like rookies like me, right? It took me a long time to figure this out. Have you guys broken down how to measure how much nitrogen is going down per thousand or per, per application? So you don't burn with your grass? Liquid? With liquid? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. If you, yeah. It's, yeah. And it depends if it's a liquid that's in a bottle that's already in a bottle, like a concentrate, right. or if you're mixing with like a water soluble powder, right? For and water soluble powder is pretty easy because you just met you do it just like a granular calculation, granular fertilizer calculation, and then just put that weight of granu- of of the powder into your backpack spray and dissolve it in whatever carrier you need to cover that area that you've calculated for. But the 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 other liquids you know, like the, uh, a collagel biopro stuff that I like to use, you know, it comes in like a, a jug that's like five zero two. Right. Mm-hmm. And the easiest thing to do is just go find a, a calculator online that you calculate the weight of the bottle, the amount of nitrogen, the amount you're using in there. And then that'll, that'll, that'll spit out how much, how many pounds per thousand of nitrogen you're using. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're doing that and realistically, if you're looking to apply a lot of nitrogen, don't use a liquid because you'll burn your lawn. Use granular <laughs> products for that, right? The the and this is how I think about it. The, the liquid products are the specialty products, and you know the the low rate. This is for like fertilizers specifically. The low rate fertilizers like you know 0. 0.1 pounds of nitrogen or like 0. 0.25 pounds of nitrogen per thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm, that, and that's as high as I'd go in a, uh, in a, in a liquid is 0.25 pounds of nitrogen. That, it's Otherwise good for spoon feeding. If, yeah. if you want to take the spoon feeding approach, you know, you can use the liquids and put them down every two, three weeks, whatever it may be versus your granular that you're going to put down every yeah. six weeks or something. Yeah. But yeah, don't, don't go spraying a pound of nitrogen per thousand with uh-huh. 20, you know, triple 20, you'll burn the, burn the hell out of your lawn. <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> All right, guys. So Oli's ready to give away this uh, micro life thing. So let's uh, let's jump over to the screen here. All right. So uh, if you guys will look, take a look at the center of that wheel. Shout out to Cody, Meister by Lawn, created this uh, logo. He's turned it into a sticker. 
And as you guys have seen, some of us have been posting about it. So if you guys are interested and want a <clears throat> grab a glass, keep off the grass sticker, uh, inst- uh, message us either on the KOTG keep off the grass uh, Instagram page or reach out to us separately. We all have a, a handful or so that we can give out to you guys. But shout out to Cody and Brent. Uh, weren't able to make it on tonight, but we got 31, 31 entries only that want to try this. Uh, you guys are missing the Opitz no, Mode Time sticker in there. What's that? You said you guys are missing the Opitz Mode Time logo. In there. <laughs> yeah, you got to get those out, man. I was gonna I say, know. man, I, I want one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right, just so gonna just gonna squeeze it. past you and roll here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, backyard, backyard barber. Yeah, <clears throat> love it. Nice. I say we remove him. Spin one more time. You want to do another one? Hell yeah! All let's right. go for it. Oh Ooh. shit! Bonus spin. Is my oh. name in there? Who drew? Boom! Tori's in there. Congrats. He just won something, didn't he? Yeah, he won something a few episodes ago from us. Nice. Yeah. Get that molasses spread. I'm doing that this week. I can't wait. Sticky. You're all about the molasses, Oli. I hey, gotta man. try it, man. If, if no one hasn't hasn't molasses thing, you guys are missing out, man. We used to eat. Hey, Oli. I know you were gonna use it for. You were saying like uh, your dead seed heads. Um, mine actually have disappeared within like past few weeks. It's weird. Um, yeah. I don't know uh, if you still like. I mean, I still That's have gone. some. That's that gone, gone, but what happened? What happened here? Sorry to cut you off. Um, it got so hot and dry, and this is something different that I've learned this year. You know, like um, y'all, uh, lawntism or uh, not lawntism, but actually, I think old uh, giggle box there was poking fun at me about water. <laughs> and uh, but it got so hot and dry here that it actually got a different type of stress. So when we did get that rain, I got gray leaf spot just bop. I mean, it jumped on. Yeah. And um, so I was going to spray that molasses last Saturday and um, sort of glad I didn't because now I got a new approach to the way I'm going to go about it. But um, I went ahead and got down my Clary's 3336 for the gray leaf spot. And um, it's already looking better already. And but anyway, it's, it got so stressed out, I guess. It's, it, I guess once it gets stressed out, it's already getting its butt kicked and then the water comes and you know, then the disease just jumps on it. You know, it gets sick and then it just jumps on it. But what I'm going to do now is basically going to make this same formula. But instead of these little bottles, mine come in some big jugs and we'll mix it. Uh, this is a two to one ratio of molasses to a humic and fulvic. But I'm going to take a 40 pound bag of that humates uh, they got that has a bunch of um, fungi and a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah, it's got all. It's got a ton of stuff. I I can't even take it without looking at the bag. But I'm gonna take it, and this idea come from Mister Soil. I'm gonna take that stuff, and I'm going to soak it overnight in water, stir it ever so often. Then I'm gonna strain it, and I'm gonna put it in a permagreen and spray it. So I'm gonna try to get some like major dethatch action going on to clean up some of this d- stuff from the brown patch and from the uh, leaf spot. So you're you're basically nice. making lawn lawn kombucha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
my, well, my granddad, my granddad was living. He'd cook us some stuff, and he always called it double double D. So I guess I'm making some double 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 D out of liquid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get some Birkenstocks and. But I'm stuff I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking forward to that because you know a lot of people take some molasses and Umic, and then they'll take a, a real dark beer and they'll mix them up their own dethatch homemade dethatch. I was talking with him and I was asking him, so, Hey, you know, I'm going to spray this. I want to dump a beer in here. He's like, don't waste your beer, you know, take that bag and, um, you know, soak it. And then after you soak it, and then I started telling him about these, um, I bought a bunch of strainers for the top of five gallon buckets in different, um, micro sizes. So I'm going to take and soak this stuff, the granular, try to dissolve it, stir it ever so often. And I'm going to take and strain it out and basically going to make like a tea. And um, so hopefully it's going to set some stuff on fire. Maybe I can finally get some good stripe pictures of this place. Yeah, that'd, be ni- that'd, be, that'd be nice, Ollie, if you could finally get some good looking stripes. Yeah, that would be I nice. know, man. <laughs> Colors just ain't been there this year. Man. <laughs> the up looking good. A failing chemistry class in high school. Man, I hated school so bad. And if I could go back, I'd have paid attention about biology and all kind of good stuff. Never the only thing late. I could do when no, I was in school was I could add, well, you know, one plus one, and then I could go into a brick laying class and I could lay some brick and I was happy and then I wanted to go home. And I got, I got a quick story, man. When I was at Iowa State my freshman year, some guy told me that he was in the landscape architecture program and studying horticulture. And, and at 18 years old, I remember I was like, man, so what do you want to do? You want to mow lawns? And now I'm like, shit, I should have been in that program. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I majored you never, in. You never know what you're going to do. You, can, you don't know. All right, guys. We're going to wrap this up. This has been an awesome talk about spreaders and sprayers. Appreciate all you guys in the live chat chiming in and helping us uh, get on with this episode 28. So appreciate you guys. And we will see you guys next week. 